Alrighty, and podcast is recording. Hi, everybody. Here is a long overdue episode of High Resolution Life. Um, this is episode, I think, 22. I should know that by now. I started this podcast three years ago. At a time, I really had no business to be making a podcast. I was making dumb life decisions, but I think we all were. It was right in the middle of COVID. Um, I had people around me in my life that really just did not actually support me. Always funny how that is. You have friends like, oh my God, he's my friend. And then you're just like, oh, turns out to not be the case. Spoiler alert, not a very good friend. Um, But I, oh, episode 21, I stand corrected. And I can count. Uh, Last episode we had, it was, uh, I was speaking with Dina. We were talking about our jujitsu journey. Um, so I'll have to have her on again soon. Shout out to Dina. So she's going to get it now. Look at your calendar, Dina, and clear off whatever Saturday you have going on. And, uh, we'll get it together and we can update on the jujitsu journey. Uh, but a couple things that kept me busy, uh, you can blame Jesus, his fault. You know, he was sucking up all of my time with playing all the Easter stuff, like, If you can't name that tune, you just never went to church or, you know, you're a heathen. Don't take it so personal. It's a joke. It's a joke. If you can't name that tune. Well, you probably can't name that tune because I'm not freaking playing it right. So let me try again. Hallelujah. So, or, or you're, or you're Jewish, you know. So, uh, or if you got it right away, you're Episcopalian. (laughs) Um, so what had me tied up for that amount, a huge amount of time was playing for Easter services. So, uh, it's an incredible amount of work. I had fully intended to record my build up to having to play for Easter services, but instead I'll just have to give you a recap of, uh, what happened. It was, I had no life. Okay. I had to play for two church services, and I always am like, oh, it, it won't be bad. I've been doing this. I've been playing pipe organ for two churches for six years. Surely I've caught on, and surely I can just Rocky Balboa my way through this, and I'm going to be fine. No, I had no life, absolutely no life leading up to Easter. Um, so there was that, and, and that happened, what, the first week of April and various other sicknesses and plagues, and it was cold, and... In March, everybody in Pennsylvania just kind of feels like they're going to die because it just feels like you have no, like, the sun. We just don't see the sun. Like, people don't believe that I have Southern European heritage and also uh, other various darker-toned heritages because, but uh, they're like, oh, but you're so pale, you're so light-skinned, da-da-da. Yeah, well, guess what? We don't have the sun for, like, nine months where I live, okay? And don't remind me. So it just kind of drives me a little crazy. But uh, so that's the typical run-of-the-mill music stuff that I have going on always around Easter. Like, I'm just kind of MIA a bit between the period of, like, Christmas. And I'm like, whew, you just finally catch your breath after Christmas is over as a church musician. And then all of a sudden you are in March and April. And it's like, oh, my gosh, this again? Like, buddy, you were just born. And now we got to go with the whole resurrection thing. So 
Yeah, it's such a quick turnaround uh, between Christmas and Easter. Don't you even start doing those countdowns for Christmas, folks. I see some people on uh, Facebook, and my dad is one of those as well, like, only eight months until Christmas. <laughs> St stop it. I see you people. I know. I can tell who's out there doing that, who's doing the whole Christmas countdown. Christmas is the best time of the year. Guess what? No, it's not. It is not the most wonderful time of the year, especially not for church musicians, because we have nothing to do but play music. Okay, just do the, I don't want to hear anything about Christmas. So stop it with the countdowns. I don't want to hear it. Okay, so anyway, um, I did promise while I was working with Jeff and Jeff has been also one of those MIA church musicians. But don't worry, I'm going to bring him back. Um, or I'm just going to guilt him enough with, like, abandonment issues. Like, you're triggering my abandonment issues, buddy. you got to come back to the podcast now. Um, I will sufficiently emotionally guilt him enough uh, as one of my best friends and make sure that he does come back and that we share with you our musical journeys. Um, but I did not forget that we are going to... We. I say we because you're just as much in this as I am. That I have not abandoned the Scriabin because it is just far too beautiful. And also, the largest portion of music that I can share has to be non-copywritten uh, music that's out of copyright. And Scriabin is one of those. And incidentally, a lot of the music that I'm working on right now is under copyright. So I don't think it's actually legal for me to share the whole portion of the songs. But if somebody knows more about that, definitely tell me. I would love to know uh, what that is and like how people can just like put whole works of music and just like not go to jail. I don't, how does this work? Who, who out there who has more time to know about copyright? This is your time to shine. Or I just like drop it on a Reddit thread and they'll just be on it like a bunch of vultures. Um, uh, so yes, uh, but the thing that the reason why the copyright is relevant is because I have started playing more music at open mics in the area because uh, Pennsylvania has along uh, Pennsylvania has followed the lead of Florida and decided COVID's not really a thing, and I'm not getting into the whether it's here nor there. I'm not arguing with the, with you about this. Like whatever, I can't do this arguing about politics anymore. Uh, so whatever you want to think, if you want to tune out, if you want to stop listening based on that comment, it's fine. You can't see it, but the door's right there. I uh, just, I can't do the arguing anymore. Um, but we have some great breweries. Uh, Levity Brewing, uh, they have their base location in Indiana, PA. Uh, but they also have a location here, downtown Altoona. Downtown Altoona is being nicely revitalized. Uh, so they're doing open mics there, run by Matt Cheedy of the band Vision Manifest. So... There will be links in the description so you guys can check out like uh, dates, performing dates that they have coming up, when our next open mics are. Uh, and also, I've been playing uh, open mics at Spring Dam Brewing hosted by Braid McDaniel Music. Um, so I'll be sure to link both of those um, wonderful musicians, talented guys, really easy to work with, cool dudes. And uh, you guys can be in the know if you're in the area or if um, you are a creepy stalker you can show up and get your butt kicked because I'm just not gonna put up with someone showing up and being creepy so you're welcome to come but not if you're creepy okay if you show up and you're creepy I will test my jujitsu on you which no have not given up um, but I have had to get some advice on how to continue to uh, progress in jujitsu being also a musician and also uh, wanting to protect the digits because yeah um, kind of important for me to be able to still do all of this so 
Yeah. Um, so I haven't given up on the Scriob, and I think I started to pitifully play a little bit. Let me. I started to pitifully play a little bit last time I had uh, done another music episode with Jeff. But I haven't completely given up on it. Here are some things. This is the uh, prelude. Um, and it is number 11. It is from... Um, is Opus 11, number 11, one of his preludes. So, starts on a beautiful D sharp. So, you guys can hear what little pitter patterings and little tinkering away I have at this, uh, is number 11, I believe it's the B major prelude. So, I'm going to play this for you. That's the pretty part right there. That's the part where you guys will go, ah, oh, I've just fallen in love. Not that I know what that feels like, but I imagine it sounds like that. Not that I haven't been there, but complete side note. We're going to go back to the warm, fuzzy, happy feelings. Here we go. This is uh, C sharp. Oh, listen to how happy. Oh, I just have to think of my cats when I first saw my cats. Oh, yes. This is the chord I heard when I when I first saw my cats as kittens. Oh, yay, my babies. Okay. Crazy cat lady and proud people. Here we go. have long Russian fingers. And we do. Again, I don't have long Russian fingers! Then we do this. Listen to this. So much emotion and and romance and uh, all the feels. Then we're doing. Oh no, there's trouble! Then we're doing this really big chord, and it reminds me how small my hands are. <laughs> then it gets a lot fancier there, but that's page one. And for context, it's two pages. So here's page, page one, page two. 
I played up to about here because it starts to get a little bit busier and crazier there. So, da -da! so that is a Scriabin Prelude, Opus 11, number 11. So that should be fun. There's lots of other beautiful pieces. Uh, that one was number two. Uh, it's, yeah, it's part of his 24 Preludes. Uh, so yes, that's the progress I had on that one. Uh, in the meantime, I have amassed uh, 14. No, it has to be way more than 14. If Look, if it weren't for Google Calendar, Google Docs, I would have no clue what's going on at any point in time. Uh, when I say I don't have time, and if you're one of these ego-driven guys that is like, you know, sliding into my DMs, bugging me, hey, baby, why don't you have time to talk to me? Uh, here's why I don't have time to talk to you. Every little colored block is uh, somewhere I have to be and something I have to be doing. And guess what? I don't see your name on it. I don't see your name. I don't see it. Um, so, uh, yeah, I have to eat up all the free time that I can get just to do like daily chores of living. Uh, I'm just one of those people that just wants to do a million things and life is too short. So I live by carpe diem, seize the day. Uh, but uh, preparing for these open mics has been somewhat of my uh, a New Year's resolution I've been wanting to do. And I've been inspired by all of the really great musicians in this area. I almost dare want to say... I feel like the breweries have really brought in a great atmosphere. And of course, post-COVID, I feel like maybe we're having a bit of a music renaissance. Uh, for me, I can say that uh, it's one of those you don't know what you got till it's gone type deals. Um, and I have been trying to take full advantage and not just take for granted the talent that I've had with music. Um, so actually, over the course of... Oh, I've learned 16 songs. So, that's fun stuff. Uh, did I forget to add one of them? I did just re realize, nope, it's uh, 17. Oh, there we go. Oh, wait, uh, it is, oh. And, oh, nope, nope, folks, I can't count uh, anything you can know about musicians. We can't really count accurately past, like, 12. Uh, <laughs> typically, we're counting up to four. So, actually, uh, I've amassed up to 19 songs in, uh, since January. Now, they're not all memorized. Only a few are. But one of the most recent songs that I uh, worked on was My Life by Billy Joel. There's a couple of cool things about this song. Number one, it's just a great song. Like, if you don't like Billy Joel, what? Uh, but the reason that I chose this song is because it gets, you get to, as an alto, I'm a mezzo-soprano. Uh, what that, it's a fancy word for alto. It's one of those, ooh, broke out the $25 word to describe what voice type you are. Um, yeah, so basically that means I'm an alto and it's just a fa fancy way to say that. But there are two distinctions between mezzo-sopranos and altos as well. You could be mezzo-soprano, which is someone who kind of leans more in the middle of your voice. You can sing high, you don't want to stay high. You can dip low, but you don't want to stay low. Um, get low. And I get high. Yeah. Um, but you want to just pick one direction. So for me, what's really fun is I can sing all the way up to here. And here we go. We're going to move this. It's going to take a little work to get up there. Here we go. I'm going to spare you. 
Yes, I can sing that high. Uh, but then I can also sing down here, down to this note right here, which is what I really loved about um, the one part of My Life by Billy Joel, where he sings, um, I never said you had to offer me a second chance. Oh, the wrong, wrong one. I never said I was a victim. And this is where that low D comes in, right down here. I never said I was a victim of circumstance. Perhaps not my best note, but do I got it? I got it! Especially in the morning when I haven't had any coffee. Um, coffee doesn't even do anything for me anymore. It's probably my blood type at this point. Like, I would have to just start snorting the ground-up beans off of a table for it to really have any effect on me. And let's be real, people. Do you think I need any coffee? I don't think I do. Um, but that's what, that's one of the reasons I chose the song, um, My Life by Billy Joel. And this is the one part I really love it. Uh, the one part I really love about this song. You can speak your mind, but not on my time. That is my favorite part. And whenever he's singing, um, whenever it's... Keep it to yourself, it's my life. Like, I just, I must have dumbass written on my forehead somewhere because, or I just, I don't know, just, or people just can't keep their nose in their own business. I don't know what's going on here. But I'm one of those people that I always seem to get plagued with all this, internet needs to hear my advice or what I think about this. And guess what, folks? I really don't care what you think. I, I'm 32. I only have so much time to live, to think, only so much energy that I can devote to things. And your opinion of my life is just not one of them anymore. I used to. That's probably why I have a couple gray hairs. Might be a little hard to see, but I do have them if you're watching the video version. Um, and, uh, I really just keep it to yourself. It's my life. So that's why I chose this song, uh, to play again at open mic. I already played it at, um, Spring Dam Brewing, uh, this past Thursday when I played for open mic that was hosted by Brayden. Um, and another song that I'm going to sing is a song by Avraham Tal. Uh, he is actually a musician who is self-taught. Um, uh, but what's great about that is there's not so much just like theory and weird bumping things happening. Like there's not people throwing weird music theory things in or making it hard to follow the structure of the music that doesn't make sense. There's like more soul to it. And it's just a bit more like following the natural lead of music. I find with people who just had a natural talent. Um, so Avraham Tal is, uh, he was from, his family is from Algeria. Let me make sure I got that right. I just want, let me, I'm fact-checking myself. I'm not allowing this. Um, but the song, and I'm using this, I'm hacking this as also to dust off my um, Hebrew that I've been working on. Uh, he's Israeli, and his family had immigrated to uh, Israel. Uh, and, oh, yeah, Algiers. Algeria, really? Good job, Annette. Algiers, Sorry. I sounded like a real idiot there. Um, and yeah, so uh, Avraham Tal is cool if you haven't uh, listened to him. Uh, he, uh, one of his first songs that I was interested in was uh, Shavua Tov, 
which is going to be a, a good week. And another song that he does that I am learning for open mic because I'm trying to hack myself with um, working on my languages at the same time that I'm learning music. You know, I'm like that. Uh, what is that? The taco commercial? Why not both? Like, can I learn new music and can I learn any language at the same time? Score! Uh, I did that most recently with Yel Naim's song uh, Yashanti, which means I slept. Um, grammar is so much easier in Hebrew. One of the many reasons that I love Hebrew. Um, yeah, I studied Hebrew for uh, two semesters at Penn State. The reasoning, just wanting to be more connected to my heritage, and I didn't... Let, let's be real here. I was like... I don't want to learn just the same old blah, 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 like everybody else. I want to be special. Uh, child of the 90s, right here. Well, what? Uh, so um, that was the reason I chose it. And I love Hebrew. It's my favorite language to study. I wish I didn't have to sleep at night. Uh, but sleeping is really important to music and language and just general life skills and just like not dying of a heart attack, which I'm probably someone at high risk of them. If I don't have high blood pressure by the time I'm 40, or if I don't already, I would be shocked uh, just because I'm doing way too many things. But again, I'm just seizing life by the bajingas and I just want to do everything that I can. And really, I feel like I owe it to myself to just feed into my passions and things that really make me feel alive. Uh, so the next song that I'll be uh, also learning for my next open Mike, it's uh, Hasman Ose Shalo. And some of the translations I've seen, uh, Hasman means time. Um, but some of the translations, uh, the interpretations from people have said that it means time takes its toll. But I think that also like translates into that old idiom, time heals all wounds. Um, so I am excited to learn that one to hack also learning uh, and, and reincorporating Hebrew. I was okay with it. But yeah, wow, in central PA, it's hard to find people to practice Hebrew with. But now with the explosion of being more interconnected, video conferencing and connecting with people via uh, the Internet, uh, it has given me opportunities that I can find ways to practice, too. Um, and also getting better connected with people in the community here in Altoona, I'll have my chances to polish up my Hebrew skills. So, yay! Tov maod! Um and so another song that I'm also working on is one that uh, it's one of those the apple doesn't fall far from the tree moments. Um, my parents had a rock band in the 80s called Guardian. And let me just tell you, my parents were way cooler than me in their 20s than I was. So uh, I have been working on Be Good to Yourself by Journey. So it's uh, uh, it's some things that are interesting about this song is that... Here's where the weird part. So first it's a it's a G major whenever you first start the key, right? When you first start the song, it's a G major. G G. Well, G D. Uh, let's see. And then a kind of a G seven without the third. And it repeats the same thing. It's in G major, meaning it has only one sharp. Then it goes to D. Here's what's crazy. We switched to a whole totally different key and it 
doesn't even have anything in actual relation to G. It goes to goes to E major. E major has four sharps. F sharp, G sharp, C sharp, D sharp. Oh, D sharp. So it's explained to me it was because the songwriter had more experience with playing like guitar and things like that um so maybe some guitarist out there can illuminate me on what the thought process was but usually if you're going to switch keys like this happens in my life by billy joel so um like uh so that was in his it's in d major so Let me try that again. Uh, we back to. Yeah. Oh no! What am I doing? But here's what's interesting. Um, there are things that make sense. There is a harmonic agreement that happens. Um, but there's a section where he made it the bridge, right? Where he says, I never said you had to offer me a second chance. Here's why this works. Um, it goes to the relative minor because every single major key that we have in Western music, so say, that's C major. Well, it has like a darker, like evil twin side that we call the minor. So for this one for C major, the relative evil twin minor key would be A minor. And what happens in Billy Joel's song, so using that logic, my life, then I never said you had to offer me a second chance. So you're going from D major down to B minor. So that's how it works. What I don't understand with Be Good to Yourself is what was the logic going from, and maybe somebody else knows, maybe somebody has the backstory. Feel free to correct me because then I would stand corrected and I would be a little bit more intelligent then. For if you consider me to be an intelligent person, consider how many times I was wrong. Knowledge does not come without a price. I have been a giant dumbass. But hey, you know. Uh, so I just don't understand what the reasoning was with... Oh, I might have figured it out. Actually, go up a key. So you go from. Okay, it works better than I. No, no, no. Ah, okay. I thought through this. Now it does make sense. All right, so. Now it makes a little bit more sense here. So D is actually this. So here's what happens. In music theory, there are these things called pivot chords, which help you jump from one key to another. They act like a bridge, right? It's like a translator. So we're going from this, we're going from D, but the thing is pivot chords are usually the dominant, meaning if we were using this as a pivot, usually we'd be using like a subdominant chord or something like that as the pivot. 
but the, the way it's acting as a pivot chord here is it's helping us jump to the next key. I guess the only way that it works is it's acting as a leading tone to go to E major. But then again, this is also like rocker logic. It, it's always funny to me whenever people are listening to the Beatles and they're trying to like over-intellectualize their writing process. But and if you saw any interviews, you read any interviews from the Beatles and everyone's trying to like over-intellectualize them, um, it's just, they always like laughed and they scoffed at music theory. So it's really not what... A lot of people are trying to make it out to be. No disrespect if you like the Beatles. Not a big deal. Whatever. That's not what I'm saying. It's just a lot of musicians are being a little bit led more by just the simple one, four, six chord formula. Like all songs are built. Most songs, really. And if you don't believe me, listen to the four chord song. Uh, most songs are built using four basic chords. So like say I played this scale, right? This is G major. So if we have G, we'll go to a possibly a five. Then we go to the four chord, which would, what would that be? Uh, no, no, no. Okay, so we have G, then we have the fourth chord. So that's a C major. Fifth chord is D major. And then the sixth chord would be an E minor. So most chords are built like that. Most songs are built this way. Most songs you hear on the radio, like 98% of them are built like this. Just some variant of that. So it's really impossible to try and copyright chord progressions. And yeah, kiss any new music goodbye then because all songs use the same four chord structure. So here we go, you could do it again in C. You know, memorize all the different keys, which there's a lot of them, so good luck with that. Uh, it takes a little while. Um, whenever you know that and you understand that, it's pretty easy to Number one, write a song. Uh, even the one song I'm learning by Avraham Tal kind of uses the same structure. Oh, so it goes. Uh, let's see, that one uses B minor. So that's what, um, it doesn't use more than four chords. But here's the good news. If you want to try writing a song, if you know that basic four chord structure, you've got your scaffolding all built up there and you're ready to go. Um, so that's what's going on with me music world-wise. Uh, I have thankfully exited my busy period with being a church musician, and I get my life back a bit. But I do love the work that I do and the churches that I work in, so it's a really great opportunity to be able to continue the uh, tradition of being a church musician. And I think people seem to like me there. But it's nice to add this extra layer of live performance to what I'm doing too. And I also have to find time to keep make sure I'm uh, putting my work in with Scriabin as well. Uh, so, yeah, I'll keep you guys updated. And those are my uh, reflections on where I'm headed, things that I'm working on, and maybe a little bit of comedic relief as well. So, uh, next open mic is next Tuesday. So not this Tuesday, but next Tuesday. What day of the week is that? Let me look. 
Oh, May 2nd. So that will start at 6 o'clock. It'll run from 6 to 9. I'll be performing sometime after 7. So you're welcome to come out to Altoona Levity Brewing, uh, downtown Altoona. Don't come out if you're a creeper. If you're creepy, just don't. Like, no. We're just, we're not, we're not doing, we don't do this here, okay? We don't, we don't do this here. We don't do this there. We don't do this anywhere. You're not invited if you're creepy. But if you're a well-adjusted person who just wants to come out and enjoy good music in the area, you are more than welcome to come. And if you are creepy, just keep it under wraps and try to be normal for just one day. That might be too much to ask, even just one hour. Just try to be normal for three hours, okay? Uh, yes, uh, next open mics uh, that it should be, I believe, May 18th. I think should be the next one that's on the third Thursday at Spring Dam Brewing. I like to go to that and they have a beautiful outdoor area for music and inside is great. The food is delicious. I heard good things about the uh, South of the Border Bowl. So would love to see you with these and God willing from uh, I will be publishing yet another podcast and hopefully round up another guest or perhaps emotionally bribe Jeff enough that he will rejoin the podcast. Okay. Well, anyway, really nice to check in with you all, and I hope you enjoyed a little bit more of a sneak peek into the creative process and things that are coming up next music-wise. I hope to see you at a music event soon. So uh, have a wonderful day, evening, morning, and I hope you had fun listening. And feel free to support the podcast whenever you can. That would be great to support creative work of musicians and content creators. So have a wonderful day, evening, morning, wherever you are. Talk to you soon. Bye.